0: Hello, my name is Sarah Bennett, and I'm the general manager at Fighting Words, the creative writing center for children and young people. Fighting Words offers workshops and other programs in creative writing at locations all over the island of Ireland. All of our programs are completely free of charge and delivered by our incredible team of volunteer writing mentors. This is the second episode of the Fighting Words podcast, Story Seeds edition. The Story Seeds project supports young people to write their own stories with the aim of enabling them to understand their own life story and their place. Since March 2021, we have worked with primary school students, secondary school students, youth groups, and adults with additional needs to create group stories, individual stories, poems, songs, plays, and screenplays. Our first episode featured stories written by primary school students. In this episode, the first of two, you will hear short stories by secondary school students from CBS Westland Row in Dublin 2, North Wicklow Educate Together Secondary School in Bray County, Wicklow, Blakestown Community College in Dublin 15, and Mount Carmel Secondary School in Dublin 1, as well as conversations with all the students and the mentors who worked with them. I think that you'll find the stories to be inspiring and the conversations with the young people to be thoughtful and insightful. Enjoy!
1: Hi, I'm Sean. I'm a project facilitator for Story Seeds and this is CBS Weston Row, one of the schools that we did workshops in over the past couple of months. So what we might do just to like settle into it, if you just want to like whip around and just say your name and maybe say the school you're from. I know it's, it's all the same school um, and what year you're in. And uh, yeah, we might just go with that. So your name and uh, what year you're in in the school.
2: Uh, my name is Tyke um, and I'm from CBS Weston Row.
1: The year? What year, uh, year Second in? year. Yeah, class.
2: I'm Amy, I'm in
3: second year in
4: CBS West Row. I'm Jamie, I'm in second year and I'm in CBS West Row.
1: So, yeah, just to maybe start off um, with to like an open-ended question is what do you like remember from the project? Like I know I was working with you guys but does anybody want to like describe the experience or just like a very vague overview, nothing nothing specific, but just like highlights or things that you remember. Um, Anybody can jump in but if you want to go around the circle we can start with Ty. I
2: remember it was uh, the one I really remember was like doing the stories and all, like the small stories and you could do it with other people. That's probably one that most remember I can think of. Um... Trying to think there was loads of other things we did, but that's the one that pops into my mind is
1: Cool. And was that like the collective story in the second workshop or is that like the more the character generation? I'm pretty sure that and was stuff. more of the
2: character one, I believe, it was one more I remembered, but we I remembered the other one as well.
1: Deadly. And what about yourself?
2: Uh,
3: probably writing the stories and uh, creating the characters, like when we made our own characters uh, on the board and all.
1: Do you remember your character?
3: Um his name was Derek, I think,
4: and there was a goldfish or something.
1: There was a goldfish, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Best goldfish ever. Um, and yourself?
4: Um, the stories, when we went up and presented it in front of the
1: class. Cool. We had like a bit of a stage space, yeah. didn't we? Um, And you you worked the room, Ty, if I remember. <laughs> you were like going around and you were giving yeah, it socks. Yeah, I remember socks. walking around, yeah. Um, amazing. So was there anything that you were kind of expecting going into it or had you had any experience with writing before, anything like that? Any interest?
2: No, I didn't have any interest or experience writing. just kind of popped into my mind, like, whatever came into my mind, I wrote down.
1: Cool. And same for you guys as well? Yeah. And so if you had no experience or you had no real kind of, um, like... Uh, previous knowledge of writing and it just kind of popped into your head how did you find coming through the workshop then were, were, was there any nerves or did you find that it just was easy like what was the how did it work out
2: for me when I was walking in it was like oh no <laughs> it was so <laughs> nervous like especially when you're walking into this room specifically and you're seeing all the mics like this is real like this is not real was, and it was just kind of, kind of terrifying in a way because of how it was all set up and all it was, actually felt like it was a real studio
1: totally and not even just with the podcast but in the workshops themselves yeah, yeah so like you have those initial nerves but maybe they yeah. yeah they fade a little bit what about you guys for the workshop like did you were you nervous or like like through give me like the arc of it you know what i mean did you get less nervous as it went on or what yeah was the
3: like it was nervous at the start but the more we did like it like got like less ner- like you got less nervous and more like excited to do more
1: cool and why do you think that was because
3: you're having fun
1: yeah, deadly. So we did, remember we did the mind map on the board about like Dublin and the area and stuff. So did that help you think about your community or where you're from? Like what, how did that influence how you saw things?
2: Kind of kind of seen it kind of differently from like where everything was and all and everything just connected into it. Uh, where you just have Dublin and all these many different things and these bubbles and all. It was kind of crazy in a way how all this is in Dublin.
1: Yeah, so is that what is that what you meant by differently or is there, does, does other people agree or? Yeah. So differently how, like if I were to press you on that word, how would you say differently?
4: Because like you don't notice it until like someone, say, like, mentions, someone it. mentions it. So you haven't saw it around your neighborhood. Yeah,
1: or totally. Like you kind of take things for granted maybe and then yeah. like you see things afresh. And what, what are some of those things that you noticed more?
4: Like you wouldn't, cause it's your own neighborhood, and you're used to be in there. You wouldn't notice that there's like so many buildings, but now more when you like think about it, there's more buildings than you would have
2: ex- expected.
1: Totally, yeah. So maybe the architecture. What about? Or we were, I think we were chatting about the people, and we you said we came up with characters and stuff. Like what what things do you think are like kind of specific or related to like Dublin as a community? Like what like when we were chatting about people, like what do you think of when you think of like somebody from Dublin?
3: The, like the way they talk and all like all the slang that they use.
1: totally and maybe like a bit of friendliness or a bit of voluntary, yeah. that sort yeah. of thing as well deadly and um, did you did you learn anything new from the workshops did anything like pop into your head that you didn't think about before or as you said maybe you thought about a little bit differently
2: yeah many I thought loads of things differently when after that um, especially like writing and all um, when you were writing down like all these stuff that you can you never thought you can like imagine in a way and you could write down all oh, pops into your mind. So it's so yeah, that's
1: Cool. What about yourselves? Did, uh, did you learn anything from the workshops or
3: like I learned like like normally people think like writing's boring and stuff, but like doing this you realise it's more like fun and like you can enjoy doing it.
1: Deadly, yes. Yeah. So you can kinda of give yourself a permission slip to yeah. like like have fun and just go with it. Did you learn anything from it or?
4: Yeah, it's like when everything just pops in your head and you say um you can't really do anything wrong mm. because it's what you're thinking and what you have to like i don't know if you'd say express
1: totally yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah and like kind of get rid of that perfectionism and yeah. just kind of go with it yet yeah, and have the have the crack and have the banter. Um so what seeing as how you experienced that workshop then and you realized that it could be a bit of fun and that you can just write stuff that popped into your head what advice would you give somebody if they like had never written before and they're in the same boat as you guys before the workshop and they're a little bit nervous about it like what would you what would you tell them or what would you advise them?
2: Well I would just say whatever pops into your mind really just write it down and work from there. Uh, any stories that you can think of that you liked say if you watched a movie and you like like a plot of a story you could definitely write that down and that's what it would say if someone was only starting
1: cool yeah
2: like try to enjoy it
3: like it doesn't have to be perfect at start like you can like work on more like you can get better like the more you write
1: totally great answer yeah
4: like just to know like you're not only around there's other people around you that's doing the same thing and to not be scared to express your
2: like
1: no, yeah, for sure. I, you've, you've answered that question beautifully. Like, to, because to, everybody's like a blank page is scary for anybody, no matter where you are or what age you are. So, to be able to be like, oh, you're not in it by yourself and you're able to express whatever you want to express, that's great advice. Fair play. Um, so, did you prefer writing as a group? Remember, we did that big group collective story, or did you prefer writing individually with your individual pieces? Because I know there was some teamwork and I know you guys have a piece that you're going to read out together, mm-hmm. but. Was there a preference, or was it kind of much of a muchness? What do you think? For
2: me, I enjoyed working like writing as a group, uh, because there was more ideas kind of going into it. So say if you had one idea, and the other person could correct that with something even better, um, and the teamwork that we worked on, uh, I could have a lot of fun. in it if we're working with someone,
1: cool. What about yourselves? Did you prefer in a group work or
2: like
3: both? It depends, because if you have an idea, like when you're working by yourself, you can enjoy that. But like working in a team, you have more like of a laugh there. Yeah, more fun.
1: Totally, yeah.
4: I prefer the group because, like, you feel more comfortable in a group because, you know, you're presenting it on your own. You're doing it together as a team. And like what Ty said, like, there's more than one idea. So you just have more to write.
1: Definitely. It's like more collaborative. And as you said, you're not in it by yourself and you're able to um, kind of bounce off each other's ideas. But I'd like what you said as well, it's kind of like you can, when you're by yourself, you can also explore your ideas a little bit deeper. So yeah, there's pros and cons to each, but fair play. Well, well articulated. Um, So what do you think, so if they read your piece of writing or if anybody reads any piece of writing, what do you think you can learn about a community or about your community? Like, do you think that... You know, if you can gain some insights, what you said about the buildings and the architecture and the people, but from reading stories about it, what do you think people can learn?
2: Um, many things. Um, teamwork is probably like one of them. You can uh, get together as a team and that could help a lot with teamwork. Um, and even individual work, uh, it can help in your like mindset and all, I feel like. Totally. And yeah. your crea- creativity um, when you're making stuff or when you're just thinking of things.
1: Deadly, yes. Yeah. So when you're working on a story, maybe you can think of teamwork and... and um, working together yeah for sure what about yourself
2: i agree with Ty.
3: like like he just worded everything that i had the he idea said of. everything that was in your head that's <laughs> no worries.
1: did you have anything else to add no 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 perfect <laughs> okay cool and um do you plan on doing more writing now is there any like has this kind of ignited anything or is there has this kind of piqued a curiosity or
2: i mean sometimes uh say if i'm like bored or nothing really to do sometimes I have like writing popped into my mind or this just whatever um, I might pull out a pen and start writing things that I might like sometimes really don't do it often but it's kind of sparked something from the workshops. like I used to never think of writing but now it sparks a little
1: bit of something cool now it's that. an option at least yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about that, yourselves
2: yeah I like
3: will write more like I enjoyed it so I think I'll do more of it like because it was fun and all cool
4: Yeah, like the same. I thought it was fun. And you get like more comfortable knowing that it's only what's in your head. So no one can really like mark you wrong on what you're saying or writing down. So it just made me feel more comfortable writing down.
1: That's a great point. Yeah, totally. Is that there's no right or wrong or like there's no marking scheme or anything. It's just coming from where you had. And do you think there's a difference between writing from like stuff that you've actually experienced in real life, like writing about this podcast or writing about anything else? Or do you think that there isn't much of a difference between that and writing something like a like a made up fantasy land um, I don't,
2: um, I'm not I'm going to blind blinds it no, I
1: don't know. no do you think there's a difference or
3: yeah because like if it's something in real life you have more details but like if it's something made up like you can just like add on anything really so there's like more like it depends like because if it's real life there might be like a limit to the stuff you can write then if it's made up you might have more to write down there
1: totally yeah
4: yeah just like Amy
1: yeah for sure if you write what you know there's kind of maybe some more stuff to draw on yeah totally like Story Seeds is about kind of how where you come from shapes who you are and how you look at the world and kind of exploring that through writing so do you think how where you come from do you think that shapes how you see the world this is kind of a tougher more kind of abstract question but do you think where you come from shapes how you see the world and if so how
2: yeah say if you're i don't know from a different country and you move to like another country that's far away from your original um i feel like that could create something different and it could change compared to a person that was already living there for the whole life if you know what i mean yeah uh, so the history can change between if you get what i mean
1: do you want to that's brilliant i love that point do you want to expand a little bit more so when you say like when you go to a different country and you might see things differently like what do you mean by that
2: um, say like the new things you've never seen before like going to new shops or going to new areas um, that you would never think of like nice sites or nice people and all Um, it might be different from where you're originally from
1: totally yeah what about yourselves yeah I really just like
3: agree with
2: on that
1: what parts what parts do you agree with is it just
2: like everything like
3: everything like everywhere is different like mm. you might move somewhere and everything's like new and all
1: yeah yeah
4: just like that like just the area you're in is different like there could be way more shops and different ones that, like you try new things there's all new
1: stuff yeah yeah for sure and do you think so if you were to move to different countries say you're to move to Alaska or France or some random country and you kind of were taking bits of Dublin or bits of where you're from which is, do you what bits do you think you'd be bringing over?
2: Um Probably from Dublin. Say, if I had to go from Dublin to France, I'm not about it. Might bring the the mindset of like people and just uh, the community and the buildings, and then kind of combine that with I don't know the Eiffel Tower or something like that to make it like a nice piece or something like that.
0: Cool, with the daddy. culture. Yeah, um, I'm not really sure. Yeah,
1: that's no bother. It's kind of again, it's kind of a more of an abstract question. But yeah, if you, what bits from Dublin do you think are kind of inside of you that you would bring wherever you went? Or, like, what memories would you have of a place?
4: It's, like, because I I feel like, in the like, people are actually real friendly, so you keep that with you.
1: Yeah, totally. A bit of friendliness. Or even from your piece or from working with you guys in the workshop, like, your sense of humour and your ability to kind of work together and have a laugh, like, you'd probably bring that wherever you went. Yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, so what do you think people can... So you guys are young writers, you guys are young authors, so what do you think people can learn by reading work from young authors do you think that you guys have anything kind of to share or to teach or is there anything that you would want people to step away from your work being like oh yes this is mm-hmm.
2: something new probably like shaman or grab one i don't know. really think i have anything special in a way um when writing i think everyone could have different pieces but i don't really know
1: yeah it depends on the individual maybe age doesn't have anything to do with it do you guys have anything that like do you think is special about writing from young writers specifically?
3: They might have, like, more to relate to. Like, like even, like, school or something. Like, you can agree,
1: like,
4: with exams or something.
1: Cool, yeah. So, if other young people read your writing, they might be like, oh, this is more authentic or there's more to relate to, yeah.
4: Yeah, or if, like, some piece of information, it's like what Amy said. Like, so you could be, you could influence them into, like, wanting to write or something or wanting to do something like this and they could become less nervous or something or something could just help them.
1: Totally. Like you can be a bit of an inspiration. So if somebody has read your piece or even listened to this and they're like, oh, I was a bit intimidated before. Maybe I won't be as intimidated now. Um great. And is there anything final, like any insights or any any memories from the workshop or anything that you want to share um before I ask you to read your piece because I'm very excited to hear it.
2: Um I can Think
1: of it? No. no? Just
2: no. like
3: to get, like doing stuff like together, having fun and all.
1: Cool. Deadly. Um, nice one. So do you just want to give it a go? Do you wanna do, do you wanna read the piece? So maybe if you just want to read the title and take it away, guys.
3: Uh The Stickman and the Pickle by Tige and Taig. One day, Tiggy the Stickman went to the cafe called Carceluno to get some marshmallows and hot chocolate. While ordering, he saw a big juicy pickle that caught his eye. He decided to ignore the waiter and approach the lady Pickle. Here is how he thought it would go.
2: Hi, I'm
4: Tiggy. Oh, hi, I'm Sarah.
2: Hi, Sarah, you're looking really juicy today.
4: Oh, stop it. Can I get your number?
3: As I said, this is how Tiggy thought it would go. This is what really happened.
2: Hi, I'm Tiggy. Flip off.
3: The Pickle proceeded to walk out of the cafe.
2: Oh, okay. Mean.
1: So, that was... Hi, Amy and Jamie from CBS Western Row And we have two other students in the podcast uh, studio right now with us So lads, do you just want to introduce yourselves And say what school you're from and your year group as well, if you don't mind
5: Hi, I'm Billy, I'm from second year CBS Western
1: Row
6: I'm Laura, and I'm from second year CBS Western Row as well
1: Incredible, class Okay, so how are you feeling lads, first of all? Nervous no, Nervous? There's absolutely no reason to be nervous I'm feeling alright You're feeling okay? Yeah Cool um, so yeah, we're just going to chat a little bit about the workshops that we did together and then uh, we'll launch into reading your pieces as well because its I know it's its a really strong one, so I'm very excited, and um, like the last one was as well. Uh, do you, so yeah, I came in to do workshops with you guys for Story Seeds. So do you guys remember anything from those workshops? Were there any highlights or anything that you still remember? Ray? Yeah, when we had to design a character
5: and you had to like, describe everything about him and write it down. I'd done a banana It was a serial
1: killer I remember the serial killer banana Yeah That was class
6: I was only in for one of the weeks But I remember and Billy's Little acting Thing He did What was it again? Like Justin Bieber tickets Or something? Yeah
5: we had to act out Justin Bieber tickets Because I'd got Justin Bieber tickets And he was a big fan And he really wanted to go But I was bringing Me deaf nanny Who was also blind so and there was a ninja so.
1: involved, I think, near the end, was there, or was it's that? It was a very confusing plot. <laughs> yeah, <was> very confusing. <laughs> Brilliant class memory, though. Fair play. And did you, had you done any writing before either of you, before the workshops, or did you have any interest in writing, or was it just brand new?
5: No, not really. I just, as you said, I was just, just writing everything out, and then, thankfully, my teacher fixed my grammar, and put full stops in and all, because I just wrote out
6: everything
1: without any
6: like, sort of grammar.
1: But sure, that's what we said at the beginning. Was that spelling or grammar or anything else? Didn't yeah. Worry. Like and after you wrote it, they said I oh, did a very realistic way of it because totally. I think we used the t- I think it was like stream of consciousness writing that I just kind of poured out of you, which yeah. was really interesting. Um, what about yourself? Did you do any writing before, Dara, or um, was it all fresh? It was all just fresh. I've never done it before, so it was fun to do. Class and why? Like, what was fun about it? Like, what do you? What did you enjoy from it? Just. You get to write whatever you want on a page and just have fun with it. Totally. You can just like word vomit and pour yourself out on the page. Deli, and what about yourself, Billy? Like what? Like did you did you know you were able to kind of just like let it pour out or was it like was it just a, a revelation?
5: No, not really. I never knew I could do that. I was just I just wrote out what I
1: had done in a day with my little brother. Class. Okay, cool. We will we're gonna chat about your piece in a bit, um and then you can read through it as well. But just kind of to to chat a bit about the project overall, what advice would you give if somebody was a bit nervous starting writing or didn't really know how to write or get into it? What advice would you give to them to kind of make them less nervous, do you think? Probably don't even think about like how you're writing
5: it out. Just let it as you're writing down one word, the next word will come to you and don't think about putting in full stops around, just keep going and then at the end you can fix it because I panic when I have to stop and remember to put in capital letters and full stops and all.
1: Cool, you can just take
6: it word by word, like
1: you don't have to think of the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah, like, great
6: advice. Really just make it up as you go
1: along and hopefully it does get better at it. So. Cool, Del- practice maybe? Yeah. Uh, yeah, class. And um, did remember we did, the? I don't know whether this was the workshop you were here for, but we did like a mind map of Dublin in one of the workshops you remember that on the whiteboard um what bits of dublin did you like did did you think about differently or did it affect how you saw your community or how you saw dublin differently um if if anyway what way did it did it shape that
5: yeah when you wrote down dublin a lot of people said some parts are common some parts are posh so like you kind of realize when you're talking to someone if you can kind of tell straight away if they're more Former when they speak or if
1: they just talk however they want and just really don't care cool so you we were chatting about like, maybe like the people in it and um, some differences and some similarities yeah what about yourself I don't think I was there for that one you were there for that <laughs> yeah. even just thinking about Dublin now like are there any parts that kind of spring to your mind that you think could influence how you write or th- how you like do you think shape how you see things like is it the people is it the buildings is it like is there I'd say, anything I'd say it's the people like most of them are nice. Like, if you ask for directions,
6: I'll just give it to you. And it's really just, you, you know everyone, really.
1: Like, you're talking to them as if you've talked to them a million times before, usually. Yeah, cool. So they might be familiar, they might be friendly. Yeah, deadly. And what did you prefer? Because we, we wrote individually for a bit of it, and then we wrote as a group with the Justin Bieber granny story. Uh, did you prefer writing by yourselves or did you prefer writing as part of a group?
5: I preferred writing by myself because it was just... There wasn't people chowing ideas into my head, and and I could just write me own story
1: and do what I wanted. Dead. you can kind of stick to your vision of it,
6: yeah. What about yourself? Same with Billy; like, you're just able to do what you want, and no one was able to say, "Oh no, do this, don't do
1: this." You're just able to do what you wanted. You have kind of control. Yeah, yeah. that's 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 interesting because the the other group were chatting about how it's nice to be part of a group because they can you know you can collaborate and bounce ideas and that type of stuff. But what you're saying is that it's nice just to be able to have a vision and just stick to it and just knock it out on the page, which is class. So it's cool to get different answers for that. So what do you think people could learn about from your writing? It could be generally or it could be about the piece specifically. Do you think anybody could learn anything from, from reading your work, either about being a young person or about Dublin or your community? With Billy's one, I think you can learn a lot about uh, how
6: people with, what is it, Max again.
5: With people with sensory sensory yeah. difficulties, how they react to different things, completely different to others, like noise, t- t- sense, all your like, six-man things you use, like your hair and your sight, your sense, your feel, your taste, everything just feels completely different.
1: Yeah, totally. So it's kind of like a way in to like yeah. a different world or somebody else's experience. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, fair play. And uh, do you think that you're going to continue writing after the workshops? Do you think that it's kind of, it's an interest now? Or was it kind of a once-off thing? What do you feel? Probably not. <laughs> probably yeah, not? Same way, probably not. No worries. I <laughs> appreciate the honesty. Uh, class. And um, is there anything that you would repeat from the workshop? Is there anything that you would like to do again or do differently? Is there anything that you th- could think of that we should stick and keep going forward with?
5: Uh yeah, I really liked the whole design your own character thing. It just gave a lot of freedom. You could write anything, and it was just yeah, I felt like I could do anything. Yeah, even yeah. A banana. <laughs> yeah, that
1: sounds like fun. Too bad I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we missed you. We definitely missed you for it. Um, okay, cool. So I think we can, if you want to read the piece for a bit, and then maybe we can chat about it a little bit more. Um you can just launch into it Um, you said do you want to describe it a little bit Billy first to give us the gist of it and then you can dive straight into it my story is written
5: about my little brother Max who has sensory needs uh, ADHD and slight autism and how he went to town for the first time and how he felt all the noise the lights and all how it was just different to being out in the country
1: incredible yeah that's a great setup so do you just want to just go for it
5: yeah, yeah sure fair play my name is Max, I live in West Mid. I have sensory difficulties, ADHD and slight autism. I'm in town for the first time to visit my big brother.
6: I'm currently in town and I don't know how my brother deals with all this noise and lights and the strange smells. To get to my brother's job we had to walk past a lot of different things, the GPO, the Liffey, the Spire and even more.
5: We crossed over to Dublin too so we could go to my brother Billy's job and collect him from work. We stopped to ask someone for directions, and his accent was so common, all these mad slang words he used made me confused, but my dad knew exactly what he was talking about. But we may have got lost again, so we asked someone else for directions. They were very polite in the way they spoke. They were so mannerful, and talked and acted. And buying out of nowhere, a cargo zooming past 200 miles per hour, with guard on hopper suit, all these noise almost knocked me out cold, my head got low. Everything went blurry and the noise became faint. My dad then caught me and made sure I was okay.
6: We got a taxi to be safe and met my brother at a fancy restaurant where all the smells were so delightful. And it made my day to see Billy. I haven't seen him in so long and him treating me to a meal was so kind of him.
5: When we got in the sea, it was so comfy the way I came up with a very polite manner asking what we would like to drink. I got a Fanta, Billy got a Coke and my dad got a Guinness. But just before the waiter had left, my dad asked, is there the smoking area? So he had to smoke, and while he was smoking, we ordered our food. I got wings, chips, and a burger. It was amazing. All the smells and textures and flavours actually melted in your mouth. But it was soon over when Billy walked us back to the train station to go back to Mint. I gave him a big, massive hug, and I said, I will see you soon again.
6: When we went home, I watched Top Boy in the train, and I fell asleep to only wake up in bed in the morning by... My dad asking if I had a good day.
1: Deadly. Fair play. Brilliant. I love I love the the descriptive language you use with all the textures. It really adds a sense of uh, realism to it and how all the, the sights and smells and sounds of Dublin can also be a little bit overwhelming, but how you're navigating that and you have your family. So fair play. I love that story. Um, well done. So is there anything final you would say or think to say? It could be about the workshops. It could be about, you know, if you see your community differently, it could be about anything, anything or anything about uh, writing or about Dublin. You can think to add before we say goodbye.
5: Yeah, I think all these workshops are really good in skills because I didn't know that I could write all this off the top of my head. It just really helped think about things and slow down and not have to worry about, oh, I have this class to do. I don't really like that class. I just knew I was going into class to have a sit-down write And just have a bit of fun. Deadly, yeah. Perfect. What about yourself?
6: Exactly what Billy said. You didn't have to
1: worry about anything that was next. You just relax and have fun. Deadly, just relax and have fun. I think that's great advice for any writing project.
7: I'm Robin. I'm in fourth year in Northwick, Educated Together Secondary School. And I'm sixteen. Cool. Nice. Thank
1: you very much. And thank you for coming here today. It's going uh, it's, to it's great to get you in and to hear your story and also just like your experience of Story Seeds. So I know it was a it was a while back. It was maybe a couple of months ago. But do you remember anything from the workshops? Were there any like highlights or moments that stood out to you or is it kind of a little bit too into the distance now?
7: No, I can remember parts of it. I liked when we had to make the character really quickly and I just... Went into just like a kind of flow of just writing and writing and writing about a person that I'd never thought of before. Um, and it was just pretty cool to do that. Cool. And
1: did you have much writing experience beforehand or was it kind of something that you hadn't really tapped into previously?
7: Uh, no, I'd read quite a bit, but this was the first writing workshop that I'd ever taken part in.
1: Nice. And you had no previous experience of like finding words or you didn't really know. Incredible. Okay, cool. And... Um, you described the character exercise. We also, I think, wrote like a, gr- a story collaboratively as a class mm-hmm. group, and individual work. Did you um, enjoy the kind of group writing or did you prefer to write individually?
7: I like taking some inspiration from the group writing, but I think that my class and I were kind of headed in different directions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that can be the case where you're like, oh, it should go here and then it veers off totally yeah. differently. Um what what type of inspiration did you draw from the group story? Like where like what? Like at what points did you realize? Oh, I'm actually going to go off and do my own thing.
7: I think just kind of the characters and the more kind of the setting actually, because yeah. the characters, because everyone was adding to them, got kind of dis- uh, like um- unbelievable as the more people at it. Yeah, it got a
1: little like silly, like it got sillier and sillier. But that's cool that you mentioned the setting because obviously um, Story Seeds is about like where you're from and how that shapes who you are and how you see the world. Um, Is there anything about like the process of writing about like Bray or your community that made you see things differently around you? Or is there anything of note that you would like to to mention?
7: I think when I was just kind of thinking about Bray, it was like uh, because my mom grew up there and my grandparents still live there. And I don't think that I'm going to stay living there. So it was just that kind of feeling of maybe this is like the last generation of us that's going to be there.
1: Okay, cool. That's really interesting. So you have like kind of um, there's a tradition of like family members and you have like those kind of ties and connections, but you might not necessarily stay there either. So what like what does that how does that make you see it differently? Does it make it like you look at it fondly or was it like did it conjure up any emotions? Like could you go into that a little bit more? Because that's interesting.
7: I think, um, you know, like premature nostalgia, almost. Mm. <laughs> just kind of looking at things like I'm already leaving.
1: Interesting. OK, so like that kind of psychic distance, almost that kind of premature nostalgia. That's a great, great way of phrasing it. Has it affected your the way you think about writing or do you plan on writing more now after the workshop? Or is it just something that was a little bit affirming and you're like, oh, this is something I'm going to continue with because I know you've done writing before. Like, has it affected your relationship with writing in any way,
7: I think it made me more confident of writing, like without thinking about it, because obviously we didn't have a lot of time, so I was just writing and not thinking too much about what it was that I was
1: writing. Cool. So you're just going for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, and did you like learn anything new about writing? I know again, like you kind of had the experience coming into the workshop, but did anything like occur to you? Like you mentioned, maybe not, maybe not overthinking it could be something. But is there anything else that kind of sticks out as something?
7: definitely that the setting is important because usually i'd be more character focused and in the stories that i'd read would be more character focused but like the setting kind of can be a character i love that the setting (laughs) can
1: be a character that's so cool and could you maybe like explore that a little bit more not to put you on the spot but um that setting can be a character or like what else can setting do in a story like why how else can it take center stage
7: um, I think just when you have loads of experiences in a place, you put a lot of your emotions into it. So then it kind of takes on a form of its own. And then if you're writing for other people to read, you kind of have to try and make it a little bit more. Not like not not vague, but relatable. Totally. So you just have to kind of draw on the like what it means just like live in a place with other people
1: yeah and draw on that sense of community maybe and that sense of space and that's really interesting yeah that's very um astute so well put um and did if you were to advise somebody on like writing like it could be writing generally or it could be writing something that's more like setting focused as you've described is there any advice you'd give to anybody who might be like a little bit intimidated or nervous starting out
7: i think just like to not think about it too much that's will be my main thing like write like no one else is going to see it and then go back and edit
1: it ooh okay cool like swap hats like write initially maybe for fun and then to go back and to look at it a little bit more closely any other tidbits because that's that was a great one
7: Um, try listen to music and like I like to write stories based on songs or other forms of art because then you kind of can look at it or listen to it and
1: Wow. Yeah, that's great. Like, let that music, musical world inform the written world. That's really cool. Um, and you, so you wrote a piece about Bray. Do you want to give us, like, a little bit of a description of it or, like, an inspiration behind it um, before you read it out?
7: Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much just that premature nostalgia and uh, my family and friends, because I don't think, like, uh, in it, it's just a conversation that I have with my friends that they were like, I'm not going to. There's no way that I'm staying here, which I think every teenager kind of says about their hometown. Um, So I don't know if we're all actually going to leave. But that was just me thinking, like, if everyone did
1: end up leaving. Very interesting. I want to I want to chat a bit more about that because I think that's a really interesting point. But do you want to maybe give it a go and and read the story first and then we can we can talk about it after? Mm -hmm. This is Robin and uh, she is reading her story from Story Seeds. So go take it away.
7: I walk down to the seafront, the same route I've taken a thousand times, gripping my metal water bottle every time I hear the snarl of a German shepherd. I still wear the pink pleated skirt I put on for the day, and in the night I stand out as a target. The bleach blonde hair that I read would make me more approachable, that I didn't think would make me so much more afraid. The seafront, after the sun sets, is a different place. The waves crash against the stones brought here by men, the barriers keeping the sea-contained man-made as well. The concrete cross on the hill overlooks us, our failures. The greystone church on the main street stands empty, and the only time I have seen the pristine gardens concealed behind the wall is when my grandmother tempted me with it in order for me to attend mass. There were free strawberries and cream being given out in the secret garden afterwards. I remember she looked ashamed when I didn't stand to receive the bread for those who had taken communion. Those who remain of the first middle class population who moved here. To their five-bedroom houses in the 70s walk around in shades of beige and gray, skirts to their ankles, clutching crosses around their necks. They watch their own children rebel. Now they watch their grandchildren stray even further from what they wanted. I walk in pink, skirt to my knees. I am alone in this town, my parents having left for the city in retirement, grandparents long dead. I've never lived outside this country and in my loneliness I cling to the memories I had here. I meet my parents friends on the walk to the seafront. They ask me how we all are. I answer that we're grand. Why wouldn't we be? I see them walk into the harbour bar. It was once populated by teenagers in flannels, stinking of smoke and sweat, the old men sitting in tweed by the bar, wondering what everyone's come to. Now it is those teenagers grown up, reminiscing on the times that they and their friends took up the secret room behind the bar, drinking until dawn. And me, occasionally, wondering what it would be like if no one had left. I continue along the promenade, cracked stone and wrought iron railings on either side, painted red and blue. They are repainted often, the spray and salt, no match for the cheap paint the council unwillingly pays for. I remember the sound of skateboards scraping along the painted, sloped walls of the shelters, the sound of the wheels spinning on the smooth ground. How we felt so central to all of it, our music blaring, carried by the wind past the train station up Quinsborough Road. The wind whipping through our hair as we spun and danced on our skates, feeling the town's eyes on us and not caring. Now the bandstand lies empty, quiet. The grass surrounding it is dying and it crunches under my feet as I walk by. I sit on the beach, my bare legs cold, my hands and lips purple, even in April. I remember the conversations we four had on the beach. Do you think you'll leave? Yes, absolutely, she laughed. This place has nothing for me. I'm not made for small town life. I'm not made for this country even. Can you really see me staying here? I smiled weakly, my spirit sinking. No, I really can't. I probably won't stay long either. Even then, I knew I was lying through my teeth. But how will you afford it, I asked. Somehow, they sighed, lying back on the grey stones and looking at the stars you could barely see through the haze. And they did. Today is my last day here. I would rather be lonely in a place that I don't know rather than in a place that I used to be happy. I pack up my house, leaving so much behind that my parents left too. The radio we've had so long with us is inseparable from the device itself. The record collections and the photos of my friends all taken in this town. We had all we needed here. Not anymore. I would rather be lonely in a place I don't know than in a place that I used
8: to be happy.
1: Whoa, so cool. Congratulations on writing such an incredible story. (laughs) Fair play. Um... Yeah, there's so much in that. It's so immersive and so evocative. Like I, I was kind of focusing on the individual lines and then like in a couple of sentences, I was just completely in the world of it and just experiencing the story. So you have a real gift of being able to do that. So fair play. How did you find the process of writing it? Was it was it enjoyable? Was it cathartic? Like what did you what, what could you describe the experience of it a little bit?
7: Uh, definitely cathartic. I kind of went into my own world Um and just kind of thought about a lot of things that I hadn't really thought of before as I was writing it.
1: Mm. And I love the the repetition of the line. Like, I'd rather be lonely in a place that I didn't know rather than was somewhere where I used to have memories. What was the... Like, uh, rather
7: the, than a place that I used to be happy.
1: Rather than a place that I used to have... And the sense of, like, being, like like you can be isolated even in a community that you're really familiar with and that kind of contrast between like who you how you feel about a place versus like how you used to feel about a place and trying to kind of reconcile those two conflicting things inside of yourself that you captured so beautifully so well done yeah so you were talking about like how you're you've had conversations with friends and you said that it was kind of a young person thing that to want to go elsewhere and do you want to explore that a little bit more why do you think that that is or da- like where do you think that instinct comes from if we're talking about setting and stuff
7: uh I mean I think as teenagers you don't want to be familiar with things all the time you want to constantly be trying new things and experimenting and it's difficult to do that when you're in a place that you know everyone in and that you're so familiar with and then also you just don't want to follow in the footsteps of your parents even though like most of us probably will end up doing that but um you feel like that will happen, that won't happen, uh, like if you move away.
1: Totally, yeah. And um, but I, what I I love the how you weaved in like themes of religion and like the granny like handing the crucifix and like the the records and the 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 that sense of nostalgia, or how you described it premature nostalgia. Um, I think that's really interesting and in how you're kind of you're wanting to leave a place but knowing that you might bring that place with you almost in a way yeah it's it's so gorgeous so like well done for being able to capture all those themes is there any other ideas that kind of cropped into your head apart from like needing or wanting to leave a place um, to experience that sense of like novelty or anything like that when you were writing it like were there any questions that like popped up for you that you weren't expecting
7: yeah I think uh, just the kind of religion thing because you know own was just really Catholic and Bray has like three four churches in it and now they're empty pretty much all the time. No one and especially after lockdown, they just the doors were closed, no one went in. Um and I just wonder how the older generation kind of feels about that because religion was so central and now they're walking around the town still with their crosses and looking at the churches and
1: no one's going in. Mm you really described that sense of like the, the grass crunching underneath and the sense of kind of isolation or um and I think that's a really interesting point as well of of how like things like churches and like like those kind of monuments to different ideas can exist and inform a setting as well. And you really like tapped into that very um very deftly. So yeah, is there anything that This experience with setting—I know that we said that it might influence your writing uh, slightly later on—but is there anything that, from this piece specifically, that you think you're going to take with you going forward? Uh,
7: I think when I was writing it, I liked the using the repetition Mm. and that that I hadn't really used before. So just repeating lines and repeating, like you know, the, the pink skirt or something, just you know, to kind of ground the story totally yeah and to
1: anchor it yeah yeah yeah. and to really like evoke those images in our heads you you did a really good job of that and it's almost like a poetry technique that you're using Mm. in like a prose piece which is really impressive so fair play yeah is there anything so we had the we talked about the churches and we talked about maybe um having to leave a community and kind of find your own way but is there anything about the community that almost you took for granted or you didn't realize about that through either the workshop or since has kind of you you're looking at through like a fresh perspective
7: I think just kind of knowing everyone there like going on a walk and just meeting all my parents friends and knowing where everyone is going to be all the time you know they're, they're either going to be at the beach or they're going to be you know in the park and that's where you'll find people that you know um, and I know that when I move away or if I move away that I won't I probably won't find that again for a while uh, so it's just nice to have that kind of sense like I can just go there
1: cool and the kind of the predictability but in a nice way yeah incredible is there anything else you want to say or add or is there anything that um you're thinking about writing now like are you going to take this um uh, realization that setting can be used into your writing into the future Or are there any final thoughts
7: yeah definitely taking the setting um and trying to do it with settings that i might not be so familiar with as well to try and um like take myself out of my own head and my own experiences and try use the setting to get away from that
1: cool incredible fair play thank you so much for for coming today thank you so much for t- participating in the story seats workshop and hopefully see you around finding words in the future and um yeah keep writing because the talent is there so fair play
9: uh i'm ryan i go to blakestown community school
10: i'm shannon and
11: i go to blakestown community school I'm Asiphe, and I go to Breaktown Community School.
12: The first thing that I was going to ask is, um, did you have a favorite part of the workshops? Was there anything
11: that you really liked? Or... Um, my favorite part of the workshop was when we uh, got to create like a character, um, like as a class, and then we like created the story, and it was very like it was a very uh,
10: confusing story, but it was really fun. Yeah, When we were together as a class, mate. Creating the story. I
9: have the same opinion. It got really, really funny when everything just went off the deep end at the end. Yeah, you're saying
12: that the story going to be kind of chaotic. Do you have a favorite twist or favorite character?
11: So in the beginning, we had um, two characters who were in jail. And one was like half vampire and the other was like human. But um, towards the end of it, he said we could uh, play around with it on our own. And so what we decided to do is make our, um, the second character, who's the vampire, not real. So it was all in his head.
9: When the secondary character, who's a vampire, it's revealed he has a giant fear of rats. So he screams aloud and alerts the guards. Can you kind of I project some
12: the background about your area, about your community? I wonder, did you hear anything new about your area or did you
11: I'm new to the area as a whole so it is a very interesting thing to hear about like the other students and how they felt about the area.
9: Yeah I've like been raised in like the area I'd like go to school at so uh, there wasn't really much for me to learn I just like went off or I already knew.
12: Another last question that I have is so you've have... had each kind of written a story um, as a group and then some of your own individual work. So, do you have any advice to people who are starting out writing their own story? or you kind of, you're obvious your own
11: um, I wouldn't really say I'm an author, but uh, I guess just have fun with it. Like, do your own thing. And, I mean, at first it's crazy, but then
10: just keep going with it.
12: Great advice. Yeah,
10: John. Just go with it, like, make it as fun and, like, creative. as you can
9: don't be afraid to pull everyone into uh, the story. Even if uh, for now it doesn't make sense, if you can find a way for it to make sense, it will be entertaining and maybe even thought provoking by the end. Brilliant. Yeah, no, I think
12: that's that's great advice. Um, have fun with it and kind of see where it goes and kind of be brave in your writing. And um, I think we can kind of get started. But um, if you you have two different pieces, I don't
9: know who wants to go first. Uh, my name is Ryan. and The story I'm reading is called Log Number Nine Hundred Forty Eight. Date June Seventh. Year. 2068. Elapsed time since contact with the outside world. 8 years, 268 days. Log number 948. While looking through files, I found video footage from 40 years ago on a storage device that belonged to one of the senior researchers. It's labelled videos from home. I was curious about these files from analysing older data, so I played the footage. The footage appears to be a video journal of sorts, describing his last few days in his hometown, Town, before he moves to the States to study. Interesting, apparently this researcher named Thomas was originally from Ireland and not America. At this point in time, he was simply a university student who was interested in computer engineering. Apparently, Thomas was recording a few of his favourite places in town, so if he returns home, he can compare it to the past and the future. I see, the state is actually a video tour for himself in the future. Thomas began walking around to local areas. First, he recorded his housing estate. The estate was called Sheetmoor. It seemed drab and slightly run down. However, it seemed to be popular with youth who were friendly with one another. Or some approximation that is unsafe. It is an unsafe area. May not be the right answer. After exploring the footpaths for nine minutes and forty-seven seconds, Thomas began walking towards a place he called the center. Before Thomas reached the center, he stopped at a park full of flowers and trees. It looks like it is full of. Plant life, so I've added to the list of locations to visit after leaving my confinement. After a short walk around the park, Thomas arrives at the center. The center turned out to be a shopping complex for humans to buy entertainment as well as necessities like food. It is bustling with people who appear to be happy. Thomas stops at a stand which sells a food item known as ice cream. Its texture looks odd, but Thomas appears to enjoy it. After finishing his ice cream, Thomas left the center and walked along a footpath at the park's edge towards a place called Cool Mine. Thomas stopped in front of a fence. Apparently, this place was his school where he studied in his youth. Thomas says he hopes his child in the future can study here. He signs off the video with a goodbye to his future self. There are a few more files and videos from home. However, I shall leave those files for a later date. Log end.
11: My name is Asibe and this is uh, Tony's point of view. I'm in New York for the first time for my modelling career. And the only friend I have is Taylor. She's pretty cute, friendly, and she's my age. She lives in New York, so she'll be showing me around. I don't want to leave Lizzie with my wicked stepmom, but I don't want to be weird and bring her with me. Not to sound all girly or anything, but I don't know what to wear. As you can tell, I'm pretty nervous. This is our first time meeting outside of our modeling shoot. Should I buy her flowers? That's not weird, right? It's just a coffee tour thing. I need to relax. But I'd only be rude and not get her flowers. But that
10: could also be weird. I think I'll just get her a coffee. That's not weird. It's just a coffee. Right? Taylor's point of view. I've lived in New York since I was born. I made a new friend. His name is Tony. He just moved here from Dublin. His accent is different and weird, but he's nice and funny and seems really caring. He is tall, about 6 foot 2, and has black curly hair. His eyes are light brown, and he is pretty good looking. I meet him for the... First time today to show him around the city. Not going to lie, I'm pretty nervous. What if he doesn't like me? What if he only likes me on the modeling shoots? Will I bring him a coffee? Or does he already have one? I'll just get him a coffee. It's just a coffee. Nothing big or fancy.
8: Hi, my name is Paulina. I go to Mount Carmel Secondary School.
12: Thank you very much for coming in uh, this morning uh, to read out uh, your piece of work. I'm just going to have a kind of few questions, kind of like the other ones beforehand. Um, so I was just wondering, um, did you have a favourite part of the workshops that you were doing?
8: I think my favourite part is the part when we were writing a story all together in a class, because everyone was really, really excited <laughs> and wanted to add their own part in the story. So that was a really, really nice part.
12: Brilliant. And have you done any writing before these workshops? Honestly, no. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. And do you think you might do some more now?
8: Well, yeah, I feel like, yeah, I will.
12: <laughs> and then with the kind of um, focus on kind of your own uh, kind of area, the area around your school and your community, um, did you learn anything new about that kind of during the workshops? Was there anything interesting that came up about area or community?
8: Um, maybe I learned some, well, some about the area around the school, because this area is kind of new for me because I just moved here. So, yeah, that was pretty, really interesting. So, yeah.
12: Brilliant. Um, and then what advice would you give to somebody who's uh, kind of starting out and is trying to write their own story or their own piece of writing?
8: Well, just be creative as much as you can. Never stop.
12: <laughs> yeah, that's great advice. <laughs> I'd say if you're if you happy you now, you could read you out yep. your ideas.
8: Treasure. I like to go to the park with my mom on Sundays. It's a very relaxing hobby, I think. We usually go out there after a midday when the sun starts to go down and it doesn't burn skin on my nose. We grab coke or lemonade, put on our favorite clothes and walk. There is a lovely pond in the park. Tall green trees stand all around it. Bright grass looks like a fluffy carpet. Small birds play hide and seek in the trees and sun shines. Every day about one o'clock, two beautiful swans usually go to swim in the pond till the very late evening. They talk, they dance, they take care of each other. They are together all the time, no matter what the, ve- the weather like or what time it is. We saw them every time we went for a walk. One rainy September day, I decided to go home after school through the park. I was walking near the pond and suddenly saw a swan. He was alone swimming in dark grey water and seemed and seemed very sad. Next day, I was walking through the park again. There were no swans in the pond. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was looking for them for an hour, but couldn't find. Sometimes we do not realize how much things and people matter for us, our families, friends. We are not proud if we have something and cry a lot if we lose it, because it is our actual treasure.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Fighting Words Podcast, Story Seeds Edition. We would like to thank all of the fantastic young authors who created all of the stories, our amazing team of facilitators, mentors, and illustrators, the staff of the schools and youth services we worked with, and to you for listening. Visit our website, www.fightingwords.ie, for more stories, and to find out more about becoming a Fighting Words volunteer mentor. You too can help children and young people to tell their stories at locations all over the island of Ireland. Thank you as well to our friends at the podcast studios here in beautiful Dublin City Centre. And until next time, goodbye.